Hey there, friends. Welcome back to another episode of the Bible in Life podcast. My name is John Whitaker. I am the host and creator of the Bible in Life, and I am glad you're joining me on this episode. Grateful that you're a part of the Bible in Life family. If this is your first time listening, or you have been listening for four and a half, five years, either way, I'm just grateful for you and glad that you're here. Before we jump into the content on today's episode, I just wanted to mention that I send out a most of the time, once a month newsletter. Sometimes I miss a month just because I'm busy with so many other things in ministry, but usually it's once a month. I send out a newsletter uh, to people on my email list that uh, will give maybe a short devotional thought as well as some updates on the ministry, or maybe it'll link to an article that I've been writing for someone. Um, and maybe it will give you uh, a link to some of the things I've been working on on this podcast or on my listeners' commentary podcast. It's really just a way for us to stay in contact beyond just the podcast. Uh, it's kind of different, you know, teaching the Bible when you're sitting alone in a room by yourself rather than in a classroom with a group of students or in a congregation with a bunch of fellow members of your church. And so this is just a way, one way that I like to try to stay in touch with people, let them know what's going on in the ministry and in my world and all of that. So if that sounds like something that would be helpful to you, beneficial to you, you can swing over to johnwhitaker.net. Uh, there'll be a place where you can put in your name and your email address. You'll get a free ebook, so it's connected right there with the Bible and Life ebook. Just put your name and your email address in there. You'll be added to my email list, and uh, once a month or thereabouts, I, I'll send out an email where you'll get uh, a newsletter that'll give you some idea of what's happening in the ministry. So I wanted to uh, just let you know about that if you hadn't heard about that before. All right, in this episode, we're going to talk about a topic that... Uh, I, over, really over the last decade or so, I've become convinced is absolutely crucial, vital, essential, really, for our own growth as a person, our own growth as a human being, our own growth as a follower of Jesus, becoming a human being that is whole and more like Christ. What we want to talk about today is something that is absolutely crucial to that. And to set that up, let me begin by telling you a little story about the city where I live. Um, I live in Boise, Idaho, and it's part of what's called Ada County. So the county around my city is Ada County. And there is a, uh, a highway district that's in charge of all the roads in Ada County. Now, the road system in Boise is, it's all right, it's fine, it's not great, but the, the highway district makes some decisions and funding decisions and construction decisions that to me seem kind of questionable. So I found this little story fascinating. Here a handful of years ago, the highway district actually hired a national organization to come in and evaluate them and evaluate the road system in Boise, evaluate their plans for improving the road system in Boise, some of their present construction projects and all that. So they, they invited these people in. They paid money to have them come in. These people did a massive study. You know, they flew over the city in helicopters. They drove the roads. They talked to individuals. And so they did this massive study. Then they compiled all their data. And then they gave a report card to the highway district on the their job and how well they were doing improving the road system and managing the road system here in our county. 
And here's what I found a little bit funny. When they came back with their grade for the highway district, they gave them a, a low grade. They gave them a D grade in the American grading system. You know, the highest you can get is an A, then a B, then a C, and then a D. And then the next thing is like failing. All right. So they were just above failing is how this national organization ranked our highway district for how they managed the road. They gave them almost a failing grade. And ACHD immediately protested, the, the highway district immediately protested and uh, said that it was inaccurate, it was unfair, they didn't know what they were talking about, um, they were from outside the area, and, all this, and they gave all these excuses as to why that evaluation that they gave was inaccurate, unfair, and they immediately defended themselves. Now, that illustrates what I want to talk about on this episode, and that is the whole idea of receiving feedback. Being able to receive feedback well is critical for us to change and grow and improve. And what the highway district did happens all the time. Uh, it's a simple illustration because it it's safe for us, right? Okay, that's them. That's funny. It's about roads and all that. But it happens all the time on the job where maybe employees give their supervisors a rating and that person gets angry and defensive and doesn't receive it. Or vice versa, the supervisor gives a performance review to the employees and they get defensive and they don't like it and they, right, and they get all upset about it. It happens in extended families. It happens in marriage. It, it happens everywhere where, where feedback is given of some sort and somebody gets upset, they get angry, they blame, they attack, they defend themselves. And the reality is, you and I, we cannot grow and change if we will not take feedback. Receiving feedback is essential to growing as a person and as a disciple of Jesus. Now, I had a vague awareness of that idea for a very long time, for probably a good chunk of my adult life. I had some sort of kind of vague, undefined awareness of that it was important to receive feedback well and uh, all of that. So I, I had this vague awareness for a very long time. But about a decade ago, I became familiar with a, a, a book titled Thanks for the Feedback. That was the title, Thanks for the Feedback. And it was all about how to receive feedback well. Now, to be honest, I actually never read the book. I only have read summaries of the book. But the title itself struck me. And it, what it did was it took this vague idea I had out there in my mind and it reframed it in such a way that all of a sudden now it crystallized it and it became clear for me of how important this idea of feedback was. And then I heard a, a talk about the book from, I think it was one of the authors of the book. And so all of that moved this idea of receiving feedback from some sort of vague awareness to a focused awareness. And I began to pay attention to myself and to others about this idea of feedback and how, how to give it well, but especially how to receive it well, because I can't control how other people give it, but I can certainly control how I give I receive it. When you're in ministry, you get a lot of feedback from people in the congregation, sometimes anonymous on comment cards, sometimes in person, right? So I just began to pay attention to this idea of receiving feedback and how important it was. And I realized that feedback is everywhere. Uh, grades in school, formal kind of feedback. When you get grades, it's, it's a feedback, whether the assignment was well done or not. Performance reviews on the jobs, that's a formal kind of feedback. But there's informal feedback as well, like where 
your spouse, right, asks you to do something different or points out something they wish, wish was changed or you did differently. A friend does that or a family member does that. This is informal kinds of feedback. And I've become convinced of how critical this idea is. When you're good at receiving feedback, it improves your relationships. It improves your ability to learn new things. It improves your ability to to perform and do better at things. When you're good at receiving feedback, it actually improves so many facets of your life. In fact, from the book, Thanks for the Feedback, they list just a handful of benefits of receiving feedback well. Here's a couple they mentioned. Your relationships become richer. Because you're not defensive. You're, you're able to hear what someone's saying and you're improving in your relationship with them because of that. Um, another benefit they mentioned, you learn and get better at things. You learn new things and you get better at doing those things. Uh, other people actually find it more enjoyable to work with you and work around you because you're not defensive. You're not agitated. They know they can give you feedback and you'll, oh yeah, and you'll work on it, right? Um, so you're more enjoyable to work with. It's easier for you to work with other people and to solve problems. Um, another benefit is By your example, you actually help other people see the value of seeking feedback and receiving it for themselves. And as followers of Jesus, let's just be honest. How can we expect to grow and change and become more than we are right now if we put up walls to keep people out, to keep people from giving us honest feedback, little bits of feedback here or ways maybe we could grow there. If we put up those walls so that people can't say that and we get defensive, people just won't won't share those things with us, right? They try and it, it's like it just bounces off the wall or we they get shot at in return, right? All of a sudden they just quit. And then we don't get the feedback we need. And how can we ever expect to grow and change if we don't? we don't get feedback. And so we need feedback from others. We need feedback from the scriptures, like reading the scriptures openly, humbly, honestly, to to address things in our life that need change. We need that feedback. And so learning to receive feedback well is essential to our spiritual growth and to becoming a human being who is increasingly like Jesus. And to help us see that from the scriptures themselves, let me just point out a few proverbs. Wise advice for us, right? Here's what Proverbs say. Proverbs 19.20 says this, Listen to advice and accept discipline so that you may be wise for the rest of your days. You want to be wise for the rest of your days? Well, listen to feedback. Listen to advice. Accept some discipline. By What they mean by that is correction. That's the word for discipline here is this idea of correction. So listen to advice. Accept some correction so that you can actually be wise for the rest of your days. That's Proverbs 19.20. Or Proverbs chapter 12, verse 1 says, One who loves discipline or correction again. One who loves correction loves knowledge. They, they like to learn. They like to get better at things. But one who hates rebuke who hates a reproof, someone pointing out something that needs to be changed in them, that person, Proverbs 12, 1 says, is stupid. One who loves correction loves knowledge, but one who hates rebuke is stupid. Or Proverbs 12, 15, the way of a fool seems right in his own eyes, but a person who listens to advice is wise. Or one last one, Proverbs 15, 31 and 32, one whose ear listens to a life-giving rebuke will dwell among the wise. You catch that picture? You listen to a life-giving rebuke, some life-giving feedback, even constructive criticism and all that sort of stuff, right? Some correction. You will dwell among the wise. But one who neglects discipline or correction rejects himself. But one who listens to a rebuke acquires understanding. 
the Proverbs are full, littered with this kind of wisdom or feedback for us. Uh, it's actually verses like these that uh, contributed to me having this vague awareness. Uh, but then all of a sudden, uh, you know, I should have seen it more clearly. I don't know why I did, but then I heard that title of the book and bam, it just snapped it all together and reframed it so I could see it clearly. And in fact, if you think about it, um, all, for example, say the New Testament letters, they're expressions of feedback. That's what the New Testament letters are. It's the Apostle Paul or the Apostle Peter or the Apostle John, James, right? It's the, the authors of these New Testament letters, what they're doing is they're giving feedback to the people that they feel responsible for, that they are pastoring and shepherding. They're giving feedback to help them understand Jesus more fully, to help them live Jesus' way more completely. They're giving feedback. That's really what the New Testament letters are. And so um, receiving feedback, hearing it, taking it to heart is critical for us to become human beings who are increasingly like Jesus. So let me just offer a few reflections about giving and receiving feedback, particularly about the receiving side of it. First reflection is this. It's hard. Receiving feedback, even giving feedback is hard. It's hard to give feedback well. Um, I think we have to be honest about that. So if we're going to give feedback, we should really be intentional and work at giving feedback uh, well. I, I thought about this more intentionally over the years, particularly because uh, as a teacher of preaching at a college or in other venues, uh, I've had to give a lot of feedback, very specific feedback on people's sermons. Um, I've done that to guys preaching in churches. I've done that to students preaching in the classroom. And here's, here's the reality is uh, a sermon is like an extension of a person's heart. They're putting their heart out there and public speaking can be scary. Um, and that means that giving feedback, and I'm using the example of giving feedback on a sermon because it's, it's really concrete and I've thought intentionally about it, but giving feedback needs to be an expression of the biblical virtue of gentleness. Gentleness has this sense of self-restraint. Gentleness has this sense of uh, consideration for uh, the, the well-being of the other person. That's the idea of gentleness. And so you, you don't use all your strength, all your power, all your knowledge in a way that just makes you like a bull in a china shop where you just run people over and hurt them. Giving feedback really requires that. And so in preaching, what that meant for me was like I could listen to a student who, as of yet, was not a very skilled preacher. And there might be six, seven, eight things that, wow, they really needed to work on in their sermon. If I gave them all six, seven, or eight of those bits of feedback, it would overwhelm them and demoralize them, and it could crush them. That wouldn't be helpful at all. So instead, I would pick maybe the one or two most valuable, or if I could categorize two or three of those things into one little lump sum that would fix a couple of those problems, I would, I would try to categorize them like that and just give them one or two really useful bits of feedback that were real clear and actionable so that they could do it. And I would package it with some positive stuff up front, some positive stuff at the end, put some uh, constructive feedback in the middle, hopefully, so that they could receive it and not be demoralized by it. And so... If we're going to give feedback, we're going to have to work at it. It's hard to give feedback well. But I really want to focus on receiving feedback. That's hard too. So this first reflection is it's just hard. Feedback is just hard. It's hard to receive it well. It's easy to get defensive, right? If it doesn't seem true, like it doesn't seem accurate, it doesn't seem right, and we get defensive. Um, if, it, if it questions maybe a deeply held value that we have or a deep part of our identity, right? Like something that was really important to us and we thought we were good at it or something like that. And now we're getting some feedback where it's like, ah, right? That, that's hard. 
if the person gives it poorly, right? And we and we believe they don't really have any right to be giving us feedback at all. Like after all, look at their life. Probably it's hard to receive feedback well. So let's just be honest about that. That's my first reflection. Feedback is hard. My second reflection is it's easy to write off. It's easy to write off feedback. Like we humans are actually really good at justifying ourselves. We do it all the time. We feel the need to do that. We feel the need to justify ourselves because we also feel the need to be validated and we feel the need to be loved. And and feedback can feel invalidating. And thus we can just kind of blow it off. It can be you know, in one ear, not the other. And as soon as they walk away from giving it to us, we can give, start playing the tape in our head of all the reasons that feedback was no good and they were wrong and we're just fine and we don't need to listen to them. And we just move on. Can I just say to you, even though it's easy to write it off, don't, don't do it. First off, as followers of Jesus, we actually can, we can be better at receiving feedback. Why? Well, because we know that we are loved. We know that we're loved and therefore uh, we have incredible worth and we're justified in and because of God's son. So we don't have to justify ourselves. We don't have to have other people's uh, validation. We know that we're loved and valuable and justified because of Jesus. And so we don't need to justify ourselves. And we're not looking for love anywhere else. We've already found the ultimate source of love, God himself. And that means we can be better at receiving feedback. Also, as followers of Jesus, we know that we're not perfect. We know that we're works in progress. We know that we're prone to make mistakes. And therefore, um, we can receive feedback better. We, we can receive feedback because our identity doesn't rest on our performance. Our value and our worth and our justification doesn't rest on our performance. And, and that means we can receive it. So it's easy to write it off, but don't do it. And as followers of Jesus, we have all the resources we need to get better at receiving feedback. That's the second one. Third reflection. Uh, So it's hard. It's easy to write off, but don't do it. The third reflection is this. We can and we must, therefore, have a growth mindset. A growth mindset. In order to receive feedback, well, this is what we need. We need a growth mindset. And as followers of Jesus, we can do that. First, as a human being, a person who's seeking to embody the goodness and the wisdom of Jesus, we want that more than anything else, right? We want, we want to embody the goodness and wisdom of Jesus. So we're seeking to grow and we're seeking to change and we're seeking to improve. And that will help us receive feedback well. This also means, having a growth mindset, also means that in the very specific roles we play, we should be open to feedback on those things, right? Like, how can we do it better? Like, on our job. All right, how can I do that better? Since my, my worth doesn't rely on that, since my validation comes from Jesus, not from my job, right? Like, I can be open to feedback. I, I know I maybe have areas I need to grow and I can get better at that. So we can be open to that. Or as a spouse, or as a parent, or as a friend, we can be open to feedback. Um, and we ought to be. We need to have this growth mindset where it's like, okay, I'm a work in progress. I'm going to keep getting better. So with those reflections, it's hard, it's easy to write off, but don't do it. Let's have a growth mindset so that we're, we're looking to improve as people. With those reflections in mind, let me just offer a couple practical things about receiving feedback. First one is this, don't react. That's kind of our, our, our initial reaction, right? Like our initial kind of default response is we want to react. We want to defend ourselves. We want to look for what's wrong with the feedback. We want to blame the giver of the feedback, right? Don't do that. Don't react, right? As Proverbs says in another place, the wounds of a friend are actually far better than the flattery of an enemy. So when someone comes and wounds us with their feedback, it's actually better for us. It's helpful for us. So don't react. 
just resist that that kind of urge to react. Uh, a second a second practical thing is seek to understand. So when someone's giving you some feedback, really seek to understand. Ask questions. Make sure you're understanding. So you, are you saying this, right? Uh, help me understand what you mean by that. Okay, I think I got it, right? So seek to understand. Genuinely do that. So don't react. Seek to understand. I think it's valuable to thank the person who brings the feedback and express the willingness to chew on it. doesn't mean you have to agree with it. doesn't mean you have to correct it. Just thank the person. Oh, thanks for sharing that with me. I'll definitely give some thought to that and reflect on that a little bit. That's all you got to say. So thank the person and express a willingness to think on it. And then number four, think on it. Since you said you're going to think on it, do that. That's actually how we learn from experience. Uh, you learn from experience by you do something and then you get some evaluation or feedback on the thing you did. Then you reflect on the evaluation and the feedback and the experience and you look at it again. And then you say, all right, now, if I could do that again, how would I do it differently? So do that. Think on it. What, what actually seems accurate or helpful from the feedback they gave? What are some things you can learn from the feedback they gave? What will you do differently in the future in view of the feedback they gave? Right. Think on it. And, and do so in a way really to help yourself grow as a human being, grow as a person, and improve your performance in various areas of your life. That is absolutely crucial and essential to us becoming like Jesus. And so listen to Proverbs 19.20 again. It says, listen to advice, accept correction, so that you may be wise for the rest of your days. And that really is the motivation behind why I wanted to share this theme on uh, an episode of this podcast is I want you to be wise the rest of the day, your days. I want to be wise the rest of my days. I want to grow as a person and receiving feedback is absolutely essential to that. All right. Thanks for tuning into this episode of the Bible in Life podcast. Pray it's helpful to you in your discipleship to Jesus and your desire to become like him. I look forward to talking with you again next week. <music>